Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey guys, this is Erica Ramirez, Senior Editor at Billboard, and with me for the millionth time and more to come, Stephen Horowitz. Hey. <laughs> that's all you ever give me. What's up? What's going on? <laughs> all right, that's a lot better. Um, so what happened this week in R&B and rap? What's the one, the first thing that you think of as far as what happened this week? Like what comes up in your head? I mean, the thing that I wrote for .com about Mary J. Blige's album leaking is yes. the first thing that comes to mind. Also because I have been incessantly listening to it. Yes. The London Sessions. You let me know that the London Sessions leaked, which is a month, almost close to two months ahead of schedule. It comes out November 24th in the UK and like December 2nd, I want to say. December 2nd, In yeah. the US. So yeah, that's pretty f- like far from now. Yeah. Um, which is a little, I mean, I guess it would be nerve wracking if it wasn't Mary J. Blige. What do you think? Do you think it will like affect her sales or like the rollout? Well, I don't think it'll affect the rollout at all because they kind of, they released the video for right now, which is the lead single produced by Disclosure. Um, you know, I can also tell you who wrote it. We're like a Drew. Okay. Sam Smith and Jimmy Naves. But um, <laughs> they premiered the video last week, and I, they obviously have a marketing plan in place, and they can't tamper with it. Um, I don't think it would actually benefit her to move up the record. Like, the record's going to come out and do whatever, and I don't think they've given it enough time to gestate and kind of implement that marketing plan. That being said, for an artist like Mary J. Blige, I think, uh, you know, I think time really doesn't matter. Like, she, uh, over the past few years, her album sales have kind of been waning. Mm-hmm. Um, she came out with a Think Like a Man 2 soundtrack, which she did kind of on her, uh, the entirety of... Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it was a Mary J. Blige album disguised as a soundtrack, and you right. wouldn't know it unless either you, A, saw the movie, which I don't know how many people did. Right, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> Already or B, shots are a Mary fired. J. Blige fan and right. went looking for that soundtrack. Um, I think it sold something like 8,700 copies in its first week, which is really not good for a Mary J. Blige album. Right. But no one knew that it was a Mary J. Blige album. Right. Unless, exactly. like you but said. That being said, you know, last year she came out with a Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in October. And that also didn't really sell that well. I think it debuted in uh, the 30s somewhere. Yeah. Um, and that's really not good, especially for an artist, of, like a Vanguard artist like Mary J. Blige. Right. But, um, but you love the London Sessions. The London Sessions is by far her best album since, since. The Breakthrough, which was wow. 2005. And since then, she's put out several albums. She has, yes. My Life, uh, Part 2, Act 1. Yeah. <laughs> and Act 2, and, then, and yes. <laughs> um, and then uh, she also put out Stronger with each tier. 
And Growing Pains. Um, I liked Growing Pains. I liked Growing Pains, But that was our first Happy Mary album, so I don't know how many people were excited about that, but I was a fan. I mean, the Breakthrough was a Happy Mary album, too. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I I think the quality of the record and uh, how how good it is is going to pull people in. Like, that's the benefit of an album leak, um, that it kind of opens the door to an album uh, for people who normally wouldn't listen to it. And the quality of it can really influence whether or not they're going to go and buy it and can really determine the impact of the record when it actually does come out. Like, we saw that with Beyonce's 4. We saw right. that with ASAP Rocky's Long Live ASAP. Right. Which they both leaked almost a month or a month yeah. before. So. I, when I was listening to it, I think what stands out is there's a variety of both ballads and, like, dance songs. And they're both very strong. Like, I was nervous that it would be one or the other would be weaker. Because she would probably be focused on on the dance songs. Actually, I thought the ballads weren't going to be as strong, but I think they're super powerful ballads, which I, you had me reciting back to you on instant message. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what were the standout stuff from the out from the album that people could look forward to? Uh, I mean, the singles that were released so far are just really strong. Right. Um, Therapy and Hold Him Year and um, Right Now, which. I just mentioned the... You the, love the this album. Um, but there's a song in particular that really sticks out to me that um, Naughty Boy, I, I want to say, produced. It's called Pick Me Up. And it has a clarinet line, kind of like, you know how saxophone has become so ubiquitous in pop music over the past year or so? Things like Thrift Shop and uh, Problem by Ariana Grande. Yeah. Um, well, Naughty Boy takes a clarinet and kind of mixes up the formula. <laughs> and um, it is just such a fun and upbeat dance song that like Mary sounds happy and Mm -hmm. the song doesn't have a lot of substance. It's about, I, she says, pick me up. I, and then like says something like fly, pick me up pilot, take me straight to the islet, which is such an English (laughs) thing, (laughs) which is the, wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just really feel good. And I think when Mary is feeling good, she's, really at her best because yeah. she you know we don't we, we don't like to hear Mary J. Blige hurt and she hurts a lot on this album as well but yeah I mean there it's an album that is just it's 12 tracks it's really to the point yeah um, and they really thought hard about all of these songs individually and I think as a whole you can really see how how they really how the chemistry on all those tracks kind of was tied together by Mary like she just feels comfortable in this particular setting i was gonna say does she i'm not familiar is she does she executive produce it who executive produced it i'm not sure who executive produced it i want to say uh kenji produced i mean like right, right. her husband yes he he always has a very strong involvement in yeah. her career um but i don't know if that's been made privy yet i, I would assume mary Jeff yeah because i feel like it's very well sequenced also right so that's a smart thing to do um so the thing that I keep thinking about for this week is all YMCMB stuff where like the weekend kicked off with like a video of Drake storming back into a strip club <laughs> and dropping his cash, which I hope someone else got and not him because why not? And suppose because of Tyga's crew, but then also like Nikki and Drake's album is being pushed back till December. So I, are you sad being a Nicki Minaj fan? I'm not sad. I think. I mean, it's like. What, it was supposed to come out November? It was supposed to come out November 25th. Yeah, so it's like a month after. Almost, yeah. I'm not sad. I'm, I'm surprised, to be honest. Why um, are you surprised? 
I'm surprised because Anaconda is still doing really well right. at the charts, and that's what you want. I mean, I understand the whole methodology of putting out a single and getting a hit, mm -hmm. and then following up with another single, which he just did, the track with Wayne and Drake yeah, and only. Chris Brown. Mm -hmm. um, but that song is clearly not going to do well in mainstream radio. It's not a mainstream song. Yes, because as we learned, Drake and Wayne have not fucked Nicki Minaj, but they want, <laughs> they, but they want to. They definitely want to. They, they, they have a lot of fun things to say. They want to. No, um, but to that point, um, I'm I'm just surprised that they put out a single in order to build up more momentum for mm -hmm. the album. That's not really going to do that for the, for this particular project. So, do you think they should have just like, well, I mean, yeah, put it out as planned in November. Yeah, I think so. I mean, she's released albums in uh, around Thanksgiving before Pink Friday yeah. came out. Um, I don't remember when Roman Reloaded came out, but I don't think it was around then. But anyways, it's always a good time at retail. She would obviously sell more. I mean, there are a few uh, weeks during the year that are guaranteed to boost sales, one of them being Thanksgiving, another being Christmas, another being Grammy week right. after. She so. hasn't stated as to, I don't, as to why it was pushed back. And even when the press release, it really didn't say as to why. Nor does it really ever, like, unless you're like Wayne and you, you know, put out a PSA as he just did. Right. I'm more surprised that his album's coming before Nikki's. Uh, I feel like that was always, well, when I spoke to Birdman, which is the man that also told me that he once was going to put out like 50 albums. He did say that. Yeah. Um, but he said that Wayne would come out before Nikki. But I think it's also because people have been anticipating like this Wayne album. We're like, we all thought that Wayne was working on this for a minute now. Um, and even though N Nikki promoted that she was, it's like when she started saying that, that's when we're like, oh, she's working on an album. I think with Wayne, we kind of thought that before he even started talking about it. So, but no, I'm more surprised. I'm surprised that Nikki's got pushed back because she just seemed like she was like ready to go as far as like what she wanted. When she talked about the album, it looks like she had like an idea of what she wanted and her look was like, you know, a more natural look. So it was like things were happening. So it was kind of weird and like you said most of her albums come out or have came out at like around thanksgiving so she has like a certain mark for herself but i don't know i don't i'm so kind of wondering as to why push it back one more month yeah maybe it's trying to get the christmas momentum as well that is true a lot of uh pink print albums and stockings <laughs> did you just daze off and like think about that yeah, did, did you imagine that? <laughs> you can't see me uh obviously but <laughs> i just gazed off into the distance you did um are you excited for wayne's album hmm. for the carter five for uh, a two-part carter five album that's such like a hunger games and harry potter <laughs> move where they're like we're gonna split the last one into two because <laughs> um, you know wayne has talked about retiring after yeah. carter five which I think we all know he's not going to. I don't think really he young. is. I think the, the Carter uh, series. series will end. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm particularly not excited. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard anything that's really moved me from Wayne in a while, actually. Yeah. Um, even his verse on the Nicki song, I was kind of like, Drake sounded like he was having fun. Nicki sounded like he was, she was having fun. And then right. Wayne came third and was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was such a, also a switch in his like, verse because it went from like playing along with the whole wanting to fuck Nikki and then even joke that she looks or she's acts like she hasn't had good dick and, <laughs> <laughs> um I'm def this is gonna be definitely an explicit uh, episode again um 
And then he like switches it and then starts saying something about like, you know, threatening competition and like, and it's just like, oh, okay, like that was a bit of a switch, but it's almost as if he needed to say that also, as in like that's routine to say something like that on a song, on a rap song or on your verse. But right. I was, uh, that's why I was surprised because he really did veer off and Drake and Nicki yeah. stayed very on topic. Topic, yeah. right. Yeah, it's a little, I'm not that excited for the Carter Five. I feel like I'm not really. I, there's I, like you said there hasn't been like a single that actually like has grabbed somebody like I don't know I think what was it was it Believe Me the, Believe Me was yeah it was a was single that with Drake it, right it was with That's Drake but it felt one? like a Drake song featuring Lil Wayne yeah um like I feel like there's more talk of like Drake's loose songs than like sadly a Carter 5 album oh I mean in all fairness the one song that did get me excited for the Carter 5 was Do Say Mm-hmm. Um, which I think he only he didn't release to retail or anything. It was no. just kind of like a track that he put on YouTube. Yeah, I think it's when he used to like release songs or release, you know, like videos or snippets for the album on Wednesdays. Like, right. So he, I think he put out one of those during yeah. that series. I feel like if he stuck to that, I'd be interested. But it, I, it had like a very soulful sound and a lot of like the Carter Three, which I. I personally think I, is his best album. I love the Carter Three. Yeah, it has a lot of that soulful sound on it. I feel like he balanced very well, like street and mainstream. Yeah, on Carter Three. Well, yeah, especially. But I mean, you could see uh, that he's really good at the soul stuff. Which I can't I name you for. a song on Carter Four, or I'm I not can, a human being. I can name you the interlude too. featuring Tech Nine. <laughs> I know. I feel you said that once, and I stole that. And the next time someone said that, I was like, "There's some song with Tech Nine on it." <laughs> Never again. I'm lying because I could not name you that until you told me that one time we were talking, which is sad. Um, so you spoke about the Mary J. Blige, which is one thing you were very excited about. And then we spoke a little bit offline of T Pain's acoustic set that he did with NPR, which was surprising that people were excited to hear surprising that they were surprised to hear T-Pain rapping with that autotune. And you said this offline, like he has songs on his albums where there's no autotune and you could clearly hear him singing. So it's not like he's a surprise that he's a talented singer. I think. um Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, I mentioned this to you also offline where I think the surprise for me was that he kind of like went with the joke and was acted as if he was like a little nervous and even joked and said that the autotune was already like physically in him, which I thought was funny. But like, yeah, he's I've known for I've known T-Pain to be like a good singer. Yeah, I wish that he would have done this before. So then I guess it would be more obvious or just do an album with no autotune whatsoever. 
Right. I mean, I think T-Pain could definitely pull it off. He definitely is an unpolished singer, like, but he really can hit those runs and yeah. notes and like, I thought that that the idea of doing a Tiny Desk segment for NPR it was brilliant. Like, yeah. for an artist like that whose popularity and I guess ubiquitousness is that the right word? <laughs> We're gonna go with it. <laughs> Whatever. His, <laughs> his presence in hip hop has been diminished, obviously because of yeah. people like Future and Jay Z, who did the death of Auto Tune, which really hurt him. I think. Yes, um, it, it did. But then I, you know, I didn't realize. I did realize it didn't occur to me that that's what Future's been doing this whole time, and we kind of gave uh, T Pain so much shit. I think it was more odd. T Pain used it more obvious right. than Future is. It's definitely way more layered on. Yeah, and he like really works that auto tune into those melodies. A Future does, so that is interesting though. But and then I just wish that T Pain would have done this a long time ago, so then people wouldn't be as surprised. But at least now people. Or he would have, I mean, if he'd done it earlier, he would have gotten more respect. Right. Because I feel like people are just like, oh, he just does the same thing over and over again. Right. Just in different modes. Well, but maybe this also goes to show that people don't listen to T-Pain albums in their Aww. entirety. Another thing that you wanted to talk about was the Run the Jewels 2 album yes. that just came out. I definitely... You just if, lined up right if now. If not my... <laughs> my eyes just widened. <laughs> um, if not my favorite rap album of the year uh definitely at least number two spot that would be next to freddie gibbs and mad libs Pink yeah Pink, that was a, yeah which is good so album. good but just to go on a little rant about this album and then i will cease oh because um, so, oh, <laughs> this is not the place to do that go ahead um i wasn't necessarily a huge fan of the first record even though i appreciated it but this <laughs> record is just so smart and like it's so smart for such an aggressive album and you don't really hear a lot of that. Like back in the day, like Public Enemy used to be able to do that and EPMD to some extent. Um, and their chemistry is just really on point. They feed mm -hmm. off of each other. They're both very um, evolved lyricists. And the things that they say on this record are just like they make you, they, they're just very well constructed in a way that like it doesn't feel like they're trying to be punny or like right. overly um, uh, loquacious or whatever for the sake of that. Like they mm -hmm. fit their rhymes into the, these really aggressive industrial beats. And um, they also do it with a sense of humor. There's one line where LP's like teabag a piranha tank. Mm, Jesus. Which is so, that's hilarious. <laughs> and he just like slips it right into a verse. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, they have great guests. Shout like, out to Gangsta Boo. I'm, and her honestly, verse. Gangsta Boo, <laughs> it's probably my favorite part of the album because uh, she starts off her verse. She's like, I'm going to tell you a little story. And then she goes into this extremely explicit verse <laughs> yes, about absolutely. sleeping with a guy. And it's just, it's immaculate. My O's kept getting higher as I listened. So I'd be like, oh, oh, oh. Like, <laughs> like it was, but it was so amazing. Yeah. I think they chose the right person to do, to be on that song oh, and, yeah, sing, sure. and like rap that way. I mean, the only other person I could think of doing that would be Trina. Yeah, and but I feel like she has a, she's a little bit more reserved as um, compared to how she used to be. Oh, and yeah, I feel definitely. like Gangster Boo gives no fucks whatsoever and just like killed that. Although Trina has collaborated with Killer Mike before, and yeah. they actually did this extremely explicit song called Look Back At It. And you don't have to say no more. <laughs> <laughs> There's a video out there. You can Google it. 
or YouTube it or whatever. When what year was that? Like around um, when? That was on the record uh, where she was biting the bullet on the cover. It had like the pink and black color scheme. Yes, I, I remember. I can't that. remember the name, uh, yeah. but it, it featured "I Got a Thing for You" with Keisha Cole on that album. And anyways, the point is, Gangsta Boo <laughs> really uh, adds some some uh, the feminine touch to an album that's and she really kind of matches the kind of yes. gloss masculinity of the record too yeah i think that's why she fits so perfectly yeah um i has have been listening to theopolis london's vibes um album or at least a stream of it because he put out a stream it comes out november 4th and it's executive produced by kanye and produced by leon wares which i thought was very interesting and i spoke to him a little bit about it and kind of how they both played a part and let's before we get into what we think of it, let's hear what Theopolis London said about Kanye's contribution to the album. Not worried about the production side, man. The first, my first, my first thing for this album was a production meeting. I didn't just run into the studio and listen to beats. Like, man, I'm I'm a creator. Like, I need to create from zero to nothing. I need to create what's in my. I I have all these things in my head, and I need to make it tangible. Um, you know, so Kanye's executive producer, he doesn't, he's not producing, like, I had the whole album produced already. He would have never came, he would have never even helped me if I didn't have a producer. <laughs> I had an idea, I had, I had all the ideas, everything. He said, okay, I'm gonna just like, you know, basically mentor you. You know, like, you know, like, it's like the mentor, like, Professor X me, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you have these talents, man. And, uh, you know, he like, you know, like, sometimes his head to be like, okay, that first, like, first album for and his head to be straight in his computer. Like, like, is this guy even listening? You know, like, but man, he's listening. Like, he has the most sharpest ears in music and picks up all the smallest things. But I was really happy though. Every once in a while, like, he would bop his head. So I knew it was a good album. Um, and I was like, man, Kanye really likes my music. This is weird. Like, you know, like, I never thought he would like my music. And uh, yeah, so my whole record was really done. And when I came to Kanye, I was just like, hey. uh, you know, all right, here's song one, here's song two, here's song three, that way I see it. And he's like, all right, no, this is the way I see it now. Here's song one, here's song two, here's song three. Change this to song one, change this to song two, change this to song three. I'm going to rap on song four. Change this to song five. You know, every song, everything you're going to put. Don't put this song on the album. Don't put this song on the album. So I was like, man, I'm going like, to fight him. Like, no, I, I, I want to put this song on the album. This is why. And he's like, okay. So, you know, so he's, like, cool and accepted to that. He wasn't being, like, snobby. He really wanted to work on it. It was about no money. So, Stephen, have, have you listened to Vibes? Yeah, I, I kind of gave it a perusal. I kind of yeah. was stuck on Can't Stop, which is the track Kanye. that actually features Kanye. Right. And it, there was a snippet of it that leaked, or I guess that they intentionally put out before the record um, in full ends. Um, I mean, I think he has a really good aesthetic, like... Uh, it's so fitting that he has Dev Hines, who's Blood Orange, on the last track on the album because mm-hmm. he's kind of like the hip hop analog to to Dev to Hines. Dev Hines. Like, yeah, it has a very '80s feel, but kind of uh, embedded in this like contemporary context. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it's vibey. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's vibey. Yeah, you put it on, <laughs> and it just like it sets the mood right. Right. I was. Um, it's something interesting that he said was that. Or also what he said was that his great aunt passed away um, before he was working on Vibes or it kind of like stopped the creative process and then she passed away and he said that like he kind of felt her spirit kind of tag along after she passed away and kind of 
sequence and direct pretty much the creative process where like when he had like any doubts or he didn't know what to like keep on or take off besides Leon Wears and Kanye West he said that she kind of guided him which I thought was very interesting um so I thought that was like very that kind of was like the cherry on the top for me for for the project I really like it I like that the whole 80s kind of new wave feel and like his signature kind of alternative R&B sound that he does. So Nas stopped by, well, we spoke about Run the Jewels a little bit earlier, but Nas stopped by the kind of this album release event or celebration. And he previewed this season, which is a song I assume is on his new project. And it's on a Jay Dilla beat. And there was some people that were like a little, felt a little weird about it. Because apparently it's more of like, why didn't you get on a Jay Dilla beat a long time ago? And not why now? But I just, I like the way he, well, at least from the snippet or from the preview, it's not actual, like, audio MP3. But he sounds, like, really good on it. So I can't even, like, hate him on, like, getting on a Jay, D- Jay Dilla beat now. But I don't know. What did you think of that little snippet? Um, I mean, first off, the instrumentals from his 2005 album, Donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the Donuts on there. Uh, and... Um, a lot of rappers since then have hopped on those beats, like Busta right. Rhymes and Talib Kali did a version of Lightworks, and um, I think there are, there are a few more out there. But uh, it does feel kind of weird that Nas hopped on a Dilla beat, especially a beat from 2005 that everybody really already knows, if you know Dilla. Um, he does sound hungry and invigorated on it, like Nas has for the past few years. And it's good, but it just feels like one of Nas's... Uh, greatest flaws is his beat choices Mm -hmm. and everybody always talks about how they want him to do a full-length album with DJ Premier so it just feels kind of weird that he's doing a Dilla beat now as opposed to doing something with Dilla or I don't know even like Madlib before or something like that one of these like stone throwy kind of producers that that you know have really made their mark in hip-hop kind of outside of the mainstream purview yeah, I mean, I, I do understand all that. I wonder how much is him just having control or giving no fucks since this is his last album on Def Jam and just kind of going with whatever he feels. Not to say that the last that last album was, was really good, but I wonder how much that has to do with him choosing this beat or choosing any type of beat now on this album. Yeah, I mean, him rapping over a Dilla beat is so different than him rapping over a No ID beat. Right. Like... Yeah, and maybe it's because of his uh, involvement with Mass Appeal that they have kind of a backpacky uh, aesthetic or vibe to them, and he's trying to kind of fit into that context, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe someone at Mass Appeal was like, oh, if you haven't heard the like donuts you should <laughs> and he was like oh yeah this is how if he hasn't oh wait I'm sorry but if he did not <laughs> if he had not heard that album till now that would I hope he never admits that in his life I would hope that as well <laughs> that speculation maybe Nas is the biggest donuts fan <laughs> it, it just does seem a little like why now yeah I speaking of why now though I was surprised for him to rap about the uh, ghostwriting allegations like I don't know if you heard the verse where he's just like saying how Jay Electronica didn't write it, Jay didn't, or Hope, Hope didn't write it, yeah, or something. or something like how he kind of only gets inspiration from Jungle, which, you know, I think Nas fans know, but, like, those allegations were, like, 2012, 2013, I think 2012, so it's, like, it was surprising for me for him to bring it up, like, now. About people ghostwriting for Nas? Or, yeah, just, like, those, I feel like that touches on those claims that happened, or those rumors that happened. Nas used to ghostwrite for other people. Right. Namely, Will Smith. 
or getting jiggy with it. I but I, <laughs> I think he said that he I think he cleared the air. It was just like I did not write. He said that he was like there with him but he didn't write anything and he's just oh, like no, you know no, how no. things like happen when you no you're not I'm falling not for that lie. shit let's let's just have <laughs> history even if it's not true let history <laughs> continue let, to yeah let let's let the record show just for our sake <laughs> that nas wrote getting jiggy oh my god you're so ridiculous <laughs> I, I mean what if we get a get jiggy with it song up on this um the new nas album since apparently nas is... yo bring back the jiggy era <laughs> let's do it Oh, wait, there's a Rick Ross album. Oh. <laughs> there's a second Rick so Ross album. So thanks for listening to the juice, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about <laughs> Some people have strong feelings about that. Well, we'll talk about Rick Ross at another time because clearly you want to shut that down. Um, so thank you again for You're being welcome. a part of this. Yeah, as always. <laughs>